Who was watching today's NHL games? I know we were. Watch out for the MLB West making moves this offseason. There was a big change. Tom Brady finally gets his first Super Bowl win. With the Bucks. Grab a beer and hit the couch, sports fans. It's time for another episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bring an in-your-face sports talk from Chicago, Dallas, Las Vegas, and beyond. And go Bears! And listen in to find out who'll get run over by this week's Smack Wagon. All that and more coming at you on this week's episode of Monday Morning Couch Potatoes. Here are your hosts, Ron L.V. Wrights and Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. Well. Whoa. What's going on, my man? What a weekend of sports, my friend. Didn't I just talk to you? It feels like we just did this podcast. Oh, oh. that's right, we know we did a podcast. We did the Super Bowl preview podcast. I love that. I love how you open that though. Tom Brady finally wins his first Super Bowl, and everybody's like, "What? With the Bucks? Ah, that's where you're going with that." <laughs> Unbelievable. It's time to crack a beer. Go this ahead. Is not my, this is not my first beer of the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not. There it is. Okay. This is an ice cold Coors Light. Who did not have a Super Bowl commercial this year? That was my and a Tom Brady Super Bowl victory. And I'll tell you what, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I was I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan, but I think I might be getting turned. I'll tell you what. Ooh. Champion. Seven freaking titles in his career. Seven. That's pretty impressive in the world of football. Oh, that's huge. In the world of basketball, mm, no, it's not. The world of hockey, mm, a little bit less. World of baseball, hard. World of football, dude, that's super hard. And he's got seven. That's freaking incredible. Yeah, he has more Super Bowl wins than the Steelers. Was it the Steelers, the 49ers, or something combined? Yeah. Like, as I don't a t- know about combined, but. No, yeah, no, not I mean, combined, but as, as a team. Yeah. That's insane, dude. Uh, granted, he's been playing for a long time, no question. But holy shit, seven Super Bowl titles for this guy—pretty incredible. Yeah, and and to think, you know, that's seven Super Bowl wins. He's been to the big game ten times. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, he's been what in the league for twenty over twenty years. So his first ten years, he's won five or four or something like that. Or he's been, so the first, no, he's been to the Super Bowl in his first 10 years, five times, and then he's been to the Super Bowl in his back end for 10 years, five times. And now he's won his seventh title. That is insane, dude. Yeah. We watched, we watched, now we got to give some props out to the T-Dog. On last night's pre-Super Bowl podcast, we talked about the three keys to the game. And, and we talked about what the Buccaneers needed to do to stop the Kansas City Chiefs from winning their second. And might I add, which you brought it up in the podcast uh, 
uh, last night. The last time a team, first off, it's hard to go back to back. It's extremely hard because hard lot, to get there back to back, let alone win. Yeah, and the last time a team has done that was two thousand three, two thousand four. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. So he breaks Mahomes. I think Mahomes has a lot more championships ahead. I think you know this one's going to sting, but you know he's one for one. He's been in the league for four years, and he's already been to two Super Bowls. So sky is a rising. Well, and you know, and that's yeah. And you, you look back to the the, the uh, podcast we did, the kind of pregame, and you know, we talked about I had three things right that I was looking for for the you know what the Bucks need to do to win. Uh, the first thing I think they said is you know I need them to go deep, often, and you know get that deep ball going wasn't all there. Right. But defensively they did exactly what they needed to do. They needed to create pressure, get after Mahomes, um, and Dominican Sue, Shaquille Barrett. I mean, these guys, they made it happen. I mean, he was on the run the entire game, but you know, a lot of that as well, you've got to give credit to that defensive backfield just overall. I think Todd Bowles just, he took what he learned in the first half of that game. And if you actually took the first the first half of the game, I'm talking about back in week 12. Yeah, week if you 12. take the first half of that game, and then take the second half in today's game, it is complete dominance by that Tampa Bay defense for six quarters. Yeah, six of those eight quarters. I mean, it really was. And I said they had to take Tyreek Hill out of the game. They did just that. I yeah. mean, they really did. Now, granted, they did that by creating that type of pressure that put Mahomes in a position where he couldn't find any kind of rhythm and get things going. I know, you know, Hill ended up with yeah, you know, seven, seven catches or so. Yeah, seven catches, 73 yards. Yeah, that that's that is mediocre in his in in his type of play. Yeah, well, right. last time he played, the first half he was over 200 yards. Yeah, it's he had 73 73 yards on one play yeah. <laughs> in that game, right? So, yeah. you know, so yeah, exactly. The things that we expected that if if Tampa Bay was going to figure out a way to win this game, but even them doing that, it didn't necessarily think, you know, I didn't think that the score was going to be, you know, there wasn't going to be this kind of type of domination, right? It would have been enough for Tampa Bay to hold that offense down to give them a chance to win the game, but not in the type of, not this type of situation where it was, I didn't think it was enough for them to dominate the way that they did. Yeah. And they can, the defense completely dominated this football game. We'll talk about Brady in a minute, but from a defensive standpoint, this was what Tampa Bay needed to do to win, and they dominated. Mahomes was just under pressure, couldn't get anything going, couldn't get any offensive rhythm going. Um, I, it was just it was crazy to see how how well Tampa Bay was able to dominate. I don't even think – I think – I want to say Kansas City was – they maybe converted, what, two or three third-down conversions? Yeah. I mean, they couldn't get anything going. They were one for, what, one for three or one for four and fourth-down conversions. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think they were 25% on the downs account, right? So, and that a lot of some of that was late in the game with the garbage pick, you know, garbage time and everything. I mean, so I, I just, I, I was shocked by the way they came out and played, def- you know, offensively, the Chiefs. I mean, I just, again, you, they're, they're a rhythm type I'm, offense. They've got to get those things going in order to, to, to get momentum sure. and get points on the board. But where, where, where can you be shocked? You're the one that was saying this is what, 
Tampa Bay needed to do. They did exactly. Well, that's what they said they needed to do, didn't, but I also said I didn't think they were going to do it. I mean, I, I figured I, I picked the – now, granted, I picked. I figured this was going to be a much closer game. I thought the Chiefs were going to be able to get some things going offensive they needed to get to. And I also gave Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady the credit yeah. that I think he deserves. I mean, he is a very – he's a great quarterback, one of the best of all time. And he showed today why he's a champion. He was very patient. He didn't, he didn't press it. He didn't put himself in a position, as you said, if he was going to throw, you know, cause turnovers, throw interceptions, as you said in the preview show. Yeah. He did not do that. He played smart football. He sure did. And he put them in a position to win the game, and it's definitely a dominating performance by, by uh, Tampa Bay today. I mean, for anybody that didn't watch the game, I'm sure there's thousands of people out there that listen to this podcast. I'm sure our couch potato fans watched it, though. Tom Brady won 21 of 29 for 201 and three touchdowns. Leonard Fournette got a touchdown. Was that a one yard? Was that? Hey, John Mandala called it. He didn't score the first one, though. No, but he got one. We mm-hmm. we called Gronk would be the the person who scores the first touchdown. We were correct. Well, I, I think I actually said Kelsey would score the first touchdown. Gronk would score the first Tampa Bay touchdown. So okay. I, but I technically had Kansas City picking the first touchdown. So okay, I I just I felt like Gronk would be the one. Yeah, well he was, he had the first two actually. <laughs> I mean Gronkowski actually. I mean, the old guy was really playing well. Um, capped that 75-yard drive with the first touchdown to put them up 7-3. to three. Um, And then that next drive came right back. Gronk again. I think he had a 17-yarder for touchdown, put him up 14-3. to three. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, big, big game, Gronkowski. We figured the tight ends would, prove, would uh, come into play a lot here. But, Again, Ron, I just got to get back to it. This is such an incredible defensive performance. A great game plan by Todd Bowles. Did you hear um, his you name know, called that often? I did not hear his no, name. No, and that's the thing, and which surprises me because of the just monster change this defense has gone through after that Tyreek Hill first half. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. They changed how they were going to do defensively. And and Romo and, and Nance actually pointed that out in the in the the broadcast, the two deep safety defense that they were running and just kind of creating that underneath pressure and forcing Mahomes to kind of get out to the outside and not finding anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took him out of his rhythm. He was he was under pressure the entire game. Yeah. And granted, I mean, they they this was there were some losses for Kansas City, no question about it. Right. You're missing Eric Fisher. Okay, one of the one, a very very good offensive tackle. You had to move some things around in order to make the changes you need. This happened late in the Buffalo game, right? Yeah. So, granted, you got guys who are in their starting positions for all year long, and then all of a sudden you got to say, okay, for the last game of the year, we got to move you around because you technically are our second best right tackle. I got to make some moves and shifts around. All of a sudden, you got to do that on the biggest stage of your life, and you got to protect your quarterback. The offensive line looked out, it looked out of sync. Things were just not going well there on the front, and it showed. Mahomes was just running for his life the entire game. I think Romo said that exact same terminology. Oh, yeah. I mean, since that uh, December 12th game, was it? No, excuse me. Since week 12. Week 12, yeah. The Bucks have won eight in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, they figured something out. They had to play. They had, they had to beat the Saints. I mean, this is not the number one team of the NFC. 
you know, remember that. They had to beat the Saints. They had to beat uh, the Packers. They had to go into, you know, luckily they were home for the Super Bowl. But they had to go to the Saints. They had to go to the Packers. Did they uh, Did they play a game? Be- they played a game before the Saints, right? Because the Bears yeah, they played. Washington. They had to beat Washington. So they were on. It, it's kind of. Actually, it's kind of, you know, interesting. You know, they they were on the road in Washington. They were on the road in the Saints. And they were on the road for Green Bay. Could they have won four road games to win the Super Bowl? They, they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Their fourth game was a home game, which is interesting as far as that goes. I think looking at it now, I think that the home field advantage was definitely helpful for them. I think li- living and staying in Tampa Bay, not having to worry about a bunch of other stuff. You're absolutely right. Kansas City looked out of sorts. They Even the punter looked like he was nervous. I mean, this is a big stage. Now... For Brady, you know, this is Super Bowl number 10. It's another game to him. And we heard him in our last podcast talk about, you know, is is experience going to have you win the games? And he absolutely said, no, it's, it's preparation and being prepared and understanding what we need to do to win the game, which from offensive, defensive ends, they did exactly what they had to do to hold Kansas City. And I don't think anybody would have would have pegged. Remember, Tampa was a underdog. They were plus three. Yeah, three and a half point uh, underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so not even Las Vegas felt that uh, Kansas City was just going to come up with three field goals. And which is funny. Here we go again. And it was And it was brought up. Now, we have brought this up in our podcast in the past. But I saw it was brought up with Nance and them. Really, with Romo, you know, it's about getting the touchdowns. Who can get the touchdowns and compete with those touchdowns? Brady was getting the touchdowns. He was the one finding Gronk twice, Antonio Brown once. Leonard Fournette gets to rush one in. And then you have where Kansas City usually counters if Tampa gets a touchdown. And remember, they had Tampa was three and out for the first two drives. So it wasn't like they couldn't potentially get the first score, but they didn't. And I keep forgetting, you know, it's funny. We talk about, you know, yesterday's podcast, we were talking about all this, you know, the scores and stuff. And I keep forgetting, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of people on the, on those playing in this game. That's going to be nervous and scared. And maybe it's not going to be a high blowout score, which it, which it wasn't. I'm sure it yeah, fell over, unfortunately. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure it fell fell out of the over. What was the over spread? Do we know? It was it was fifty where did I have it? I actually had it written fifty five and a half is what I had because I had I went I went uh, in a ten prop bet bet with my kid. Ten bucks per. So he was willing to shell out a hundred dollars. Oh. Yeah, this is Ryan, not Kevin. Kevin's too cheap to do something like this. So Ryan was willing to put a hundred bucks on the table, and we had ten prop bets: who scored first, who won the coin flip, or I'm sorry, whether the coin flip was heads or tails. Okay. Over under fifty five and a half, most yards rushing, most yards passing, who wins the toss, 
who calls timeout the first time, who has the first penalty, who has the first turnover, and who has the ball at the end of the first half. And I won five, he won five. We broke even. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so Nobody won he went, anything. He, he actually went to bed early tonight because he has to work tomorrow. He's actually an upstanding member of society and went to bed early. Oh, good. Um, but he's going to be happy to know he woke up in the morning without um, – Losing oh, any money because oh, something yeah. because realistically he felt good about his picks until he lost the coin flip. I had heads. He said tails never fails, <laughs> and I said apparently tails sometimes fails because it failed this freaking time. Yeah, probably. And then he also had, yeah, and he also had Tampa Bay to win the toss, which they did not. So, but nonetheless, he wins five. I win five. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny that you did mention that because we talked about how you're not going to beat Kansas City by kicking field goals, right? Yep. We said that. Yep. We made fun of the Bills fans. Not made fun, but we were like, yeah, sorry, Bills fans. Open those wounds. Well, apparently you're not going to beat the Buccaneers by just kicking field goals either because I, I wonder what was the over-under or what was the money line for the Chiefs will not score a touchdown today. What was oh that? Oh, my God. Because somebody, if there was a bet out there for that, somebody won some big money if they put it on that the Chiefs wouldn't score a touchdown. Yeah, just 20 bucks. Because you know the odds had to be, you know, just it it, it 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 boggles my mind that they did not get in in the end zone, right? And that just that just gives you kind of an idea of how great Todd Bowles his game plan, what he was able to put together. You saw Bruce Arians say it there at the end of the game when he pointed out to his coaches and his players and said, you guys won this game. He's like, I didn't do shit. You know, I mean, <laughs> and what a great leader, right? Because yeah. that's really a, a, a good leader there to say, look, I, I'm here just guiding these guys and putting them in the right place to be successful, but they're the ones that actually do the job and get the job done. And, yeah, I'm the one that's going to be in the paper. I'm the one that's going to be, hey, head coach Bruce Arians wins another Super Bowl. But I wouldn't have been able to do it with all the, without all these guys down there. Yeah. And you got to give Todd Bowles the credit on that. Yeah, Todd, and, and, Todd Bowles yeah. and Brian Leftwich. Yeah. Yeah, he's Byron. The, yeah, Leftwich, yeah. Byron, yeah, he's absolutely. the one calling the plays, man. And it's all these guys. And, and you know what? All these guys coming over from the AFC. You look at Brady. We talked about him. He brings his boy Rob Gronkowski from the AFC. AFC. He brings his boy Antonio Brown. He brings his boy Leonard Fournette. I mean, he's the one that talked these guys to come in up, back to play. I know. Or come over to play in Tampa Bay, you know? And they go out there and they say, sorry, uh, you know what? I know I've been winning Super Bowls on the other side, but I'm going to come win some on this side this time, you know? And right there at the end of the game, he said, what? I'll be back. Let's do it again. Let's do it again next year. So Did he say that? Because I, I think I he missed did. that. He did it the post game in the, in the uh, you know, I think Nance asked him, um, you know, hey, you know, coming back or whatever. And Brady's like, oh, we'll I got a two year. He's got a, I got a two year deal. I'm back. I'll be back. I can't believe look how big his kids have been getting, you know, because we're used to seeing them all with, you know, all <laughs> small with headphones and shit. I know. And, right. Oh, you know, now they're like holding the trophy for Christ's sake. Yeah. So. He's like, come on, kids. They, we, I got to pass it out to the rest of the team. It can't just be all you. <laughs> No, it it was a it was a great Super Bowl. Um, I don't know if it was the most watched or not. It felt like it could have been. That's what I felt like yesterday. But you know, you got an up and coming player who is going to be just absolutely amazing, and you have a player that has been amazing and consistent for twenty years. 
And uh, to take nothing away from Belichick or the Patriots at all, because, you know, all those wins that he has had, as he said, as Tom Brady said, you know, they were special. But this one, man, you, you go, I mean, Peyton Manning is the only one that has gone and won on a different team, but it was still in the AFC. He was still yeah. playing the majority of his games against teams he knew very well. But you talk about a guy that now goes to the NFC, is playing more NFC games, and completely dominates you know, the last eight games based on their defense, and their defense was amazing tonight. I mean, well, I, I can't believe Patrick Mahomes made some of those passes, literally diving. That one where he's fallen down. If he would have completed that, that would have been that would have been incredible. But that one that, that might have that might have shifted some momentum there. But I like what you're saying. I mean, I get what you're saying about Brady. I like that. I mean, you got to remember at the beginning of the year, there was a lot of people that were like, "Oh, he's he's this is risky for him," you know, to go out there and and break that break that bond that he has with Bill Belichick. Right? This is the only guy. He's known his entire career from a head head coach perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked the whole Brady-Belichick thing, right? Is it the coach? Is it the quarterback? Is it the chicken? Is the egg? Whatever, right? We've talked through that. But this is the guy he's only known. He's gone to a team that I think they hadn't been in the postseason for over a decade, right? They hadn't been yeah. in the postseason for over a decade or whatever. It was a, it was a very long time. You know, and I mean, this is the the losingest team yep. in the NFL. Yep. I think they're under 400 winning percentage to go there. Now, granted, yeah, you can say all those things, but the situation was right. They had a phenomenal defense, one of the deepest wide receiver cores in the NFL. So he he was looking at it going, yeah, you know what? Historically, they suck, but this situation really makes a lot of sense. You know, I'm going to be playing down in Tampa, blah, blah, blah. He likes Bruce Arians. Arians, of course, said, you know what? I'm giving you the keys to the Ferrari. You can drive it any way the hell you want, right? So, but there still was a lot of people saying, Brady, you're an idiot. Don't leave Belichick. He's your boy. And what did he do? He went down there and he wins himself a Super Bowl. But you make another, you make a good point, though. He also had to bring Gronk on board. He brought AB on board. I mean that's three and Fournette. He just he just did, all right. But, yeah, but I mean, everyone he brought in, everyone he asked to come in or said yes for them to come in, scored a touchdown tonight. Yeah, I mean, the good old boys. The, it's a, <laughs> totally a good old boys club, and they're going to be having a great time tonight because Tom Brady wins. What's that? I was going to say, and he's going to try to come back and do it again. Yeah, and Tom Brady and wins. And he's already said, Gronkowski has already said, he's going to try to come back and do it again. I mean, they've got some, they're going to have some issues, right? I mean, Godwin's going to be a free agent. We talked about that a few weeks back when we were talking about Allen Robinson um, being one of the top receivers on the free agent market. Godwin's going to be the same thing. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? The defensive end, Shaq Barrett. He's going to be a free agent. So they've got some decisions to make. But you know what? It's like you had said in, the, in our preview show yesterday. He's... He's going to be like, hey, how much money do I need to – I'm willing to negotiate. Let's Give me another year. You know, you've only got me for one year. Give me a two-year deal. Take some money off this year. We'll put it in the next year, whatever. Let's do what we need to get these people signed. And I, you know what? Super Bowls you – you start winning Super Bowls, and guys are going to be like, all right, I know we've been at the negotiating table for months, and we mm-hmm. can't get a deal done. Okay, fine. I'll take a little bit less. Let's do it again. Let's run it back. Because now i got a taste of a championship. Rock and roll, man. And who's to say that, you know, 
um, A-Rod doesn't go down there. Or Alex Rodriguez, he plays baseball. No, no. Um, Allen Robinson, A-Rob. Yeah, I thought you said A-Rod. No, A-Rob, R-O-B. <sighs> Sorry, I was taking a sip of my brewski here, man. No, it's Ice all cold. Course light. Mountains are blue, baby. It's all good. So for all you Kansas City fans out there, sorry for your loss. For you Tampa Bay fans out there, congratulations. Your team finally won, and you needed Brady to win it. So enjoy the win. Keep them around so you get a couple more wins possibly. And like you were saying, and, and like Romo was saying, you know, the the worst team in NFL history with the best winning percentage quarterback in NFL history come together and collide and they, yeah. they end up winning and it ends up being a super bowl, super bowl or super bus. Well, it was a super bowl like no other. Another, did, you win, did you win any money? I did. Uh, I did not win any money on my son's parlay or uh, squares, but I did win for the, I won 40 bucks on the work squares. So I was happy about that. There you go. I won. I won twenty five dollars on a reverse. I had Kansas City one, Tampa Bay six, which I think I got that at halftime because Tampa Bay was up twenty one to six at halftime. And then my daughter won first quarter. She had a reverse of Kansas City. She had seven three Kansas City, but it was seven three Tampa, so she won the reverse there. Nice. But other than that, that's all I won. Twenty five bucks. Twenty five dollars for a. Um, uh, what was it? 10, 20, $30 investment. So I'm down five bucks still. Um, 10. Actually, no. Well, how much no. are those squares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're down. So <laughs> unless you're going to take your daughter's money, then you're up. No, I won't do that. No, no, she paid that. She, that was, she actually paid for that. So that's her own money. How much was the square? 10 bucks? Actually, no, I take that back. Her mother bought her that square, $5. So she owes her mom five bucks. She only won 20. Nice. She's got to pay her original investment back. Of course. So. so today there was a couple of hockey games besides the Super Bowl. I know you guys yeah, wanted to hear about the Super Bowl. We're good. That was a we're no more Super Bowl talk. I think we're do you, you have something to add? Go yeah. Bears. Go Bears. Next year, Carson Wentz, Super Bowl MVP. Oh Allen Robinson has three touchdowns receiving. The Bears beat the Chiefs thirty-four to thirty-one. I called it here first. Mandala's gonna Mandala's gonna have a freaking stroke if he hears me saying this. By the way, well, he's gonna hear you saying this because he listens to our podcast. So I, I I told him about Carson Wentz, and he's like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" So we'll see. So that has been, you know, since you brought that up, that has been a slight rumor out there that uh, Wentz gets tra- potentially could be traded to the to the Bears for Foles. Because Fult- no, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear the Foles part. You got to be shitting me. Come yeah. on, yeah. No, yeah. Maybe they'll use him as a backup. He's done well. He won a Super Bowl with them. I, I hold on. I got. I got to Google. A Rob is not a Rob. A Rob is a free agent, correct? So we we would have to resign he him. A, he is a restricted free agent, so we can tag him. Oh, beautiful. If we want to, which is probably what they'll end up doing. But oh, good. They need to. If we can get any kind of quarterback at all that can throw to him, I mean, he had over a thousand yards, and he had Nick Foles for half the season. So you know what does that tell you about that that wide receiver? He's really good. My son said the same thing. You know what my son wants? My son wants um, he wants that uh, quarterback down in 
Texas Texans quarterback. Oh, Deshaun Watson? Yeah. They're not trading. It's not going to happen. So here's here's the, we do not trade quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson. Here we go. This is this is my son's theory of how the Bears gets Deshaun Watson. They're going to trade You ready? Akeem Hicks and <laughs> hold on and Leno and a second round pick. Second round pick for Deshaun Watson. Akeem Hicks, who's on the other side of 30. Yep. Charles Leno, who sucks a bag of dicks. Yeah. And a second round pick for arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. Um, I love love Lil B. I love him. But he's still got some things to learn when it comes to the NFL. I know. I know. You know what? I I did find what you were talking about. So here's what the rumors are. Wentz and a draft pick to the Bears for a number one draft pick. So their first round pick, right, which is, what, 20? Yeah. Nick Foles and Tariq Cohen. What? Who is coming off ACL injury but should be ready in September. Um. How do you feel if, about that? That if, sounds if like a horrible. All, I, I, dude, if all they have to, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is why I think that that deal is a, if that was what the deal was, why it could potentially be a good deal is because number one, if you don't believe Nick Foles is your quarterback, which we don't, then you, okay. Then you're essentially giving up the money you have to pay for Nick Coles, Nick Foles. And you're getting Carson Wentz for your first round draft pick this year. Now, if you're not going to go that that round that that route, then you're going to use that number one draft pick draft pick to do what? To get Nick Foles something to, to be a better quarterback? You're going to give him a an offensive lineman? Okay, or a I see where you're coming from. Okay, what are you going to do at that first round? So, to me, if they're if all they have to do is give up their first round pick, then the Carson Wentz deal is not the worst thing that could happen to Chicago right now because number one, Foles is not their guy. Number two, they're not going to bring bring Trubisky back. Number three, they're not going to be able to pay a decent free agent to come in and keep Foles on the, on the docket because he costs a lot of money. So if you're going to do something like that and bring in a guy and take a chance on Carson Wentz, this is Ryan Pace rolling the dice and saying, you know what? If this shit doesn't work out, I'm gone anyway. What difference does it make? That's true. At least I can bring in a guy like Wentz and try to make it happen. So if that's all it is, I'm, that doesn't sting me as much. If the only draft capital you're giving up is one pick, not a bad deal. That's that's where I'm at. I don't think it's going to happen though. Well, you're absolutely right. He's got. They've got nothing to lose because they've already lost. So. And they were told they were given the keys to unlock this magical kingdom that's somewhere over there in Chicagoland, which I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, that that makes sense. I mean, that's logical. I mean, what other quarterback is out there that you can possibly maybe get that would be worth a damn? Well, I don't know. And the deal actually even is a little – that deal would be a little tricky as well because I think – the Cohen piece of it would cause some problems with the cap. I mean, the cup, the, the cups, the bears are already well over the cap. You can tell I've had a few beers for the Super Bowl, right? The, the bears are already well over the cap. And I think the Cohen, if they trade him, they're going to be, they're going to probably eat some cap dollars there and they can't afford to do that. 
Right, and they're just not in a position to have too much dead money on the cap. So I like the thought of that. I mean, um, trading. If they can do something, if they can do something with Foles, a pick, and you know somebody that's not going to hurt them cap wise, maybe. But I don't know who that would be. I mean, that would be if they if you're going to put something in that equation, somebody in that equation that's not going to hurt them cap wise. The downfall is it's going to end up being a decent player like a Kyle Fuller or whatever, and you're not going to want to do that. Mm. We'll see. The Bears definitely have some uh, struggles this offseason, but we'll be talking more about them because, you know, football season's just around the corner. Not really, but it will be at some point. So today, the can, we can move off of football, right? We're good yeah. now? Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, Buccaneers, end of discussion. Boom, moving on. All right, so today your Blackhawks played your home state, the Dallas Stars. Were you able to watch any of that game? Probably not. No, I wasn't. Um, I was. I watched a little bit of it. Actually, I ended up watching the um, last goal, the overtime goal. I know the Hawks won. I know that they much, did. But I know they did. Score game, but yeah, yeah. So uh, the cat man, he is coming back. He had two goals today. So he started off second period with a goal with Kaner and Strom with the assist to bring it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. They call him the cat because it's, no, I know what they call him that. That's what I said to bring it. Yeah. Nice. So to bring scores a first goal in the second period, no goals were scored in the first period uh, with Kane and Strom with the assist on a power play goal. And then third period, uh, Dallas ties it up. And by the way, you have you have uh, Malcolm Subban in that. He was he was in that tonight. Yeah. He was, and then the overtime goal, which was absolutely a peach. You had Kaner coming down left side, floats the biscuit across the across the crease to brink it, just top shelves it. Game over, two to one. So this is the first win. Had a decent game, couple assists today. Yeah, he had a couple assists, and the first game uh, that the Blackhawks actually won on the road. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, first road win. All right. Yeah, so Blackhawks were one for four in their power plays today, and they had thirty-five shots on net. They did well in hits, and uh, DeBrinket had two goals. Strom had an assist. Kaner had two assists, and Zadarov. Had an assist. That's it. So not, I mean, you know, for a low-scoring game. I mean, let me tell you something. Your your goalie. I always want to say Sue Bad, but it's Sue Ban. He had to make some tough saves, man. And the 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 bar, the bar had to make some tough saves. The posts, the top bar. There was one that hit right off the top bar. Came back, hit him in the back, and he they your defensive player was able to swipe it out. So, another win for Chicago, which puts them, let's see where it puts them in your standings so far, but it was a much-needed win. Chicago needs to win some. They're right now fourth in the division, 13 games played. They're 5-4 and four overtime losses. This is their first overtime loss. They have 14 points. They're one point out of first. Well, so some, it's of a young teams have had, some of those teams have, haven't played as many games, yeah. Dallas obviously had their, you know, start of the season late. I know Tampa and Carolina and Florida have had some games postponed, but 
But yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's it's a tight race. You're really the only team that's gonna that probably will be out of it this year. Looking at the the scores so far, and I know it's early, but they've already played 13 games. I mean, that means there's only 43 games left. Um, Detroit, they only have eight points. The three wins, eight eight losses. Yeah, everybody else is between 10 and five, 15 points. So Chicago's got. Uh, th- I think if they shore up their goaltending, get some more work in for their that rook. I would assume he's a rookie. The other uh, goaltender you guys have, I'm sure he's a rook. You get more work in for him. You're gonna. You might see some good uh, results. Especially you guys played. You played pretty well against Carolina. You guys won. I think you guys beat. Uh, the last game was against Carolina, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Are you talking? Oh, you're talking about um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Lankinen. Yeah, Lankinen. He's a rook, right? Yeah. Yeah. He. Um. Yeah. Is he a rookie? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Yep. So you- he's actually playing pretty well right now. I mean, he's got eight games in. He's four and one. Just a bit over two goals per game allowed. I mean, he, he started off a little rough, but he's starting to turn it on here. He's from the wonderful hometown of Helsinki, Finland. Well, you know what's nice is it's nice to see the Blackhawks not give up five points, five goals. <laughs> five, yeah, first four or five games they yeah. did that, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I said, it's a, it's a learning curve for everybody that's coming into the league. There was no warm-ups, there was no preseasons, there was really nothing. Basically, it's like, boom. Tough act and tenactin, get out there and fight. And uh, that's what you're, you know, Blackhawks tried the first couple games, but I think they're they're getting, you know, like you still have Kirby Dash out. You still have Jonathan Taves out. You, you, have, um, you have some players that can really make that team even better that are out, yeah. that need to still come back. So it was it was good to see a nice solid win today on Super Bowl Sunday. So not only does Tampa Bay win, but the Chicago Blackhawks win. And there was another game played today that we. Well, I think our three. I think that's the one thing you and I are hopefully as we move forward here in this podcast, we're going to obviously start talking some more hockey. You know, as the season goes on, and um, you know, it, we can start talking about hopefully the goalies. You know, like Flurry and. You know, Odinger from Dallas and Lankanen from Chicago. If these guys, I mean, they're all, all three of them are, I think we're pretty much in the top 10 right now for goals allowed per game. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we start talking about them throughout the year and they continue to play well and, and stopping those pucks. And it's going to be some fun discussions, man. Well, not so fun discussions today with uh, Robin Lehner. He had a, he had, for the Golden Knights, he had a bit of a tough start. So, the Vegas Golden Knights end up winning today. They end up winning four to three. But Laner, the first two Leonard, the first two goals, first two shots for him were goals. So they shoot, they score. We come down, we score. They shoot. Now we come down, we we have like five, six shots on net, we score. They come down, they shoot the second time, they score. So it was really kind of, it was really frustrating. 
And I don't know how well this on-off stuff is going to do. Now, the Golden Knights had a week off for COVID protocol. So both players have had to come back with a week off. Flurry looked great the last game. They've, they've been playing L.A. Kings, so they played the L.A. Kings today. Flurry looked great. Robin, Robin Leonard, not so much. He got the win today, but he really needed some offensive help for, for that team to, uh, to come ahead. Zach Whitecloud, one of our defensive players, finally got his first NHL, NHL goal of, of, the, of the year and of the season. He had two goals in the playoffs, but he never had a regular season goal, so he got his first goal. And uh, Riley Smith came in, top shelf, under the shoulder. Chandler Stevenson had a goal. So when it was all said and done, uh, we had goals from Riley Smith, Chandler Stevenson. He had two goals, and Zach Whitecloud, which makes four goals. We ended up winning 4-3. Game was pretty interesting. It kind of went back and forth. You know, One scored. Uh, L.A. Kings start off. Then we score, tie it up. Kings then two to one. Zach Whitecloud comes in, makes it 2-2. Then we take the lead 3-2 with Chandler Stevenson's goal. And then they tie it up in the second period, make it 3-3. Then we go into third period. Chandler Stevenson has the game winner. Power play goal, by the way. And the Golden Knights end up going 33 shots, one for two on the power play. And uh, they, as they always do, hits. They did out uh, shoot the Kings 33-32, but it's not like the Golden Knights are fast and they can hit. And they can shoot. So I expect this team to absolutely be top three for sure. And probably top two in shots on goals as a team goes. I think the only teams that they can compete with would be probably Edmonton. Especially with uh, Connor uh, McDavid. And then... Also, the Tampa Lightning. So, you're absolutely right, man. When we start seeing these goaltenders finally get a groove, are they going to go back and forth? Are you going to see Subban and uh, what's the kid's name? Who, the goalie? Yeah, for the Blackhawks. Was it Leitonen? Lankinen. Lankinen. Are we going to see back and forth play, or are you going to see really a solid Lankinen, you know, multiple start, start, and then maybe two, three, four starts, and then uh, Subban comes in to fill in. I don't know. We'll see. It's, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be amazing NHL season. I can't wait to see where we're all. I wish it was the full season. I mean, I wish it was all 82 games. This 56-game thing is, you know, it's frustrating. But if it can get us back on track, I'm down for it. And then we talked about... Uh, MLB news out west. Big one. Didn't we, T-Dog? Well, I mentioned it in the tease. Are you talking about Trevor Bauer? Yes. Yeah, the rich keep getting richer. Jesus. Champions. And, of course, my son being a big Dodger fan, he was super excited. And seeing a guy like Trevor Bauer, which, you know, it's funny about how things have changed in the in the economic um, landscape 
of the major leagues and a guy like Trevor Bauer, who back in the day would have been looking at something like a seven or eight year deal somewhere in the range of 180 to $250 million. But no, it's more like, what can it, what can you give me now? Short term, you essentially got a two year deal, I think two or three year deal when you really look at it, 40 something million dollars, but you know, he's going to be joining a, a rotation with Walker Bueller and Clayton, Clayton Kershaw. And, you know, you saw L.A. win their first title last year, first title since I think '88. So, right? granted, it was sixty, you know, sixty games, but still, they yeah. won the title. Yeah. And now they add arguably the best free agent pitcher available yeah. to an already rotation. Trevor Bauer signed a three-year, one hundred two. Yeah, I mean, which I think he's got some out clauses in there, which you know, essentially makes it a two-year deal or whatever. But, but nonetheless, I mean, yeah, to put him in that that position and just the depth that this team now has mm-hmm. across the board. Um, you know, again, it, they're like the, the Yankees of the late nineties or early two thousands where, you know, they're putting those, the best on the field and they should be there to com- not only compete, but probably win when it comes down to it. And they should get, they're also going to get David price back. Yeah. You know? Don't forget. I think he, yeah. I mean, he opted out. Um, you know the 2020 season. So you got you got him. You've got you know, like I said, you got Bueller. You got Clayton Kershaw. You throw him in there. You got uh, Urias, uh, the other the young kid. Uh, you got Dustin May. Really, really good pitching. Um, you know, granted they they missed out on uh, uh, Lemayhu, but here's the thing. I mean, they, they've got enough. I the, the biggest question they have right now is what they're going to do at third base. They can bring Justin Turner back. Are they going to make a move for somebody like a, you know, Chris Bryant or whatever the case may be? But um, Dodgers definitely doing doing what they need to do, and they they're they're doing what they need to do because of what the Padres have been doing. Yes. All right. I mean, the Padres basically had two aces to their rotation with you Darvish and Blake Snell bringing them over. I mean, Blake Snell, I think, is for them to bring in a guy like Snell. Um, which we saw him in game six of the world series last year and how well he was pitching and Kevin cash making that unbelievable move uh, to pull him out of that game. And he got a lot of scrutiny there and he's like, ah, you know, the, the numbers and blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, dude. He shouldn't have pulled him out of that game. Um, I think he's one of the best young left handed pitchers that we've got baseball. And now San Diego snagged him. They snagged you, Darvish, who seemingly found himself with Chicago. Yep. And um, so they're making some moves, and and there, and the the Dodgers saying, "Hey, you know what? We've got to do what we've got to do." So they outbid the Mets to bring in, bring in. Um, yeah. So Dodgers has Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, David Price, Dustin May, Julio Urias, Tony Gonsolin. And now Trevor Bauer. I mean, geez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. But, but the Padres, I mean, their rotation isn't... They got a rotation too, man. I mean, they got Darvish, they got Snell, they got Dinsel Lamette. I forgot what his, how to pronounce his first name. They got Paddock, and then they have a bunch of young guys. They got uh, Gore and Weathers and guys to be in that rotation. Um, You know, they're they're... They're going to put some good good guys out on the mound there as well. So the Padres are hanging right in there. 
Um, Dinelson, I think is actually, I pronounce it Dinelson, Dinelson Lamette, good young pitcher. Um, so I think that definitely the Padres are just saying, look, you know yeah. what, we're going to do things here in the West. We're going to compete. And the Dodgers are saying, all right, well, we better get something going yeah. here as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Those two teams are spending some money to get to compete for that NL West. I mean, you got you Darvish, Blake Snell, Lamette, as you were mentioning, Musgrove, Chris Paddock, and Mike Clevenger. Clevenger. I mean, that's a solid, that's a solid, what, six guys? Yeah. I don't think they'll have Clevenger, though. I think he's going to still be injured. I don't think he's going to be back um, yet because of his injury. But, um, but I mean, Colorado, you look at the other two teams in that division, and they're kind of, they're definitely looking up, right? There's a lot more questions and answers <laughs> with Colorado and Arizona. I mean, you know, we, we talked, Colorado has been looking to trade Nolan Arnato. Um, you know, they're, they, they want to extend Trevor story. This is a guy they want to keep in the lineup. One of the best, you know, defensive players, uh, that they have. Um, the D backs are looking for guys that they've signed big guys that they signed to contracts to come up big for them, like a Madison Bumgarner and things like that. But yeah, it's definitely seems like a, you got the, the Padres and the Dodgers are starting to separate themselves from, you know, from the other teams in there. And I think that's something actually, which might be interesting for you and I to do on the podcast going forward is maybe have, you know, our, our next several weeks as we go into spring training. Yeah is kind of look at the the different divisions and kind of break them down and what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be interesting for our, our uh, uh, couch potato fans is, you know, what we kind of think from a, now that um, some of the free agents are going to start falling and, you know, where we kind of see guys landing, what do we think is going to happen here in some of these uh, uh, divisions? Cause it is going to be interesting, you know, to see who's going to be able to come out and, and make things happen um, considering how things have gone this uh, off season. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to some spring training and uh, talking a little baseball with you there, T-Dog. Yeah, we got to, man. The NFL's over. No more football to talk about. So now we got to talk about baseball. Don't don't fall asleep on us, couch potato fans. Baseball can be exciting. You just got to kind of get into it, and you got to think about what are some of these things these teams are going to do. And, you know, we got – we what a shitty season it was from lengthwise. I mean, obviously, you know, 60 games and Corona freaking screwed everything up. Hey, now we got to, we're going to hopefully have a full 162 games. We're going to get kind of back into the swing of things, pun intended. And, and isn't uh, there going to be more play, like more, more teams in the playoffs as well this season? Well, I think they're going to do, I think they're going to go with the playoff structure that they had last year. Um, you know, I'm hoping they'll kind of scale that back a bit, maybe do something like the NFL did and have, you know, maybe the top, um, you know, maybe the top seven teams make the playoffs. You really don't. I really don't want to start seeing teams that are, you know, 80 and 82 over the, you know, the length of a season. Yeah. You want to see the best the of the best. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that I necessarily want to have, um, you know, teams that win 104 games have to play a first round playoff series in like three games. I don't want them to start getting crazy with that kind of shit, but like I said, hopefully they'll, you know, obviously they're going to be make, trying to make some smart moves based on the COVID and everything, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so w- there's one thing we haven't done uh, yet, so we're going to get right into that. And then we're going to call it a call it a podcast there, T-Dog. 
today's smack the today's smack wagon Kansas City Chiefs Oh, you're smacking. Dude, they're down. I don't care. I'm going to kick. You kick them while they're down, okay? So they don't get back up. What did they do wrong? Why are you smacking them? What did they do wrong? I think they were extremely confident. I felt like they they thought they were going to win. They they were make, they were blowing it off like, oh, it's no big deal. We're, you know, who cares if they have home field advantage? Who cares if they, you know, who cares? Who cares if it's Tom Brady? Man, but they they did not look like Kansas City. They sure did not look like Kansas City at all. And for that, my friends. Wait a minute, though. I, I get in my smack wagon. Though. Oh. My smack, my, smack, my smack wagon goes to the marketing geniuses who were too conservative with the commercials on the on the Super Bowl this year. Man, they did not want to offend anyone. There was nothing out there. Yeah. It was it was it was brutal. So, to me, I think the guy the marketing guys took a year off. Those guys get a smack wagon for me. So, yeah, I agree it is going to be one hell of a ride this. Well, was there a memorable Super Bowl commercial for you? There wasn't. For me, there just wasn't. No. Um, no. There's nothing to talk about from a commercial perspective. I think they all sucked. <laughs> they did all suck. With coronavirus 2020, they all sucked. What are you going to do? Well, here's what you're going to do. You've been listening to Monday Morning Podcast. Couch Monday Potatoes, couch yeah, potatoes. right? Come on. Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast. Visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Tweet us at MMC Couch, MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are. The Monday Morning Couch Potato Podcast is for general purposes only. Thanks for listening.